first time ever. Hear you loud and clearly. Uh, and it was going place. That stuff's great. But the game is not a roguelike. Boomer shooter. Bang. Hello, this is John St. John, and you're listening to KWEP In The Keep, bringing you all the hits from the finest in the world of gaming and entertainment. Now sit back and relax as the drowned god Cathala lulls your mind with the tastiest talk in town. Welcome to another chapter of In The Keep Podcast. I'm your very own prophet of the drowned god, the Motherload. The Keep is a collective of gaming enthusiasts compelled by the drowned god Cathala to frag and jib one another into oblivion for all eternity. Fuck, it's been like a hundred something episodes since we last talked, dude. What the fuck? Well, which episode was I even? Where were we even on? Hold on, in the keep.com. 11. That's the magic number. 11. <laughs> like, holy shit. So much has changed since then. It's crazy. I mean, it's, it's been serenity. like... <laughs> it's been like three years or something. Not or even two, more. Like two. Two, but, two. Yeah, like, holy crap. <clears throat> you, uh, you've done... Very little, because I haven't seen the game yet. <laughs> yeah, because like <clears throat> I realized that like uh, after like doing bad blogs, right, and then I realized slowly that the more I do them, the less I'm doing on the game. And yes, it is fun actually, you know, doing dev blogs. I even have like one dev blog that's basically from Christmas, and it's just sitting there, like I was with a Santa like costume. And I was talking to the people on Discord, like explaining them the, the whole new changes behind the green screen, everything. Uh, but it just showed me that, like, it took so much time just pr- to prepare, record, and then you know when I started editing, I'm like, I'm gonna waste like probably a week just doing that, like or more even, and it won't be worth it at the end. And like I was thinking about like starting, like if I'm gonna do the vlogs, I'm gonna do like the you know those short videos on YouTube? Shorts, or whatever they're called. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was thinking about. I was thinking about, like, let's do something like that. And I was like, oh, well, not on Realms Deep, because, you know, Motherload just contacted me, so that's just out of the window. <laughs> so uh, I was like, okay, just f- go full stealth mode at this point. Work on your game. Show nothing. So nobody has any kind of expectations, or if they have some kind of expectations, they're really low because everything's outdated as fuck. And then you just slam them with the newest thing, you know? <clears throat> and I mean, it's not a tactic. It's just normally like, I mean, it is kind of a tactic. Like I think Genghis Khan used that. <laughs> Basically adjusting your, not enemies, but the people and the enemies to your liking and then suddenly rushing them. I'm not sure if it's the Blitzkrieg or whatever. It's hard, man. Like we were talking last night, like before we went to bed, like about just marketing in general, but like knowing what's effective, knowing what's useful, knowing what's worth your time, what's your worth your input, everything uh, is difficult. Yeah. Like I can agree on that. 
shit, you're a game dev. You got a lot on your plate. You got a whole game to make. I mean, I see devlogs as a good thing, like to not only keep up your people, like go, like gain attraction and so on, because it helps. Like, let's say I started from articles. I started from articles on NDDB. Most of my things were just articles. Nobody read them, but they just passed through them. Like they didn't get like 200 views. And I realized, okay, what if I make them into videos? No matter what, they're going to click it. So uh, I was like, okay. A second, there's a fucking tractor going. Um, so yeah, I was like, okay, let, let's do that. And then on the NTDB, I posted my videos and then they started growing like 200 views, 200 views. Like, you know, it's not too much, but it's more than nothing, you know. <laughs> uh, and then I slowly realized that it's just not my time, not because of anything else, but because. It's just a week of progress. And when I started seeing how much I can do in a week, I realized how much time I was going to be wasting just, you know, talking to about 200 people. And it's not like I don't have any kind of marketing. It's not like I'm just starting out. Like it's basically I'm cutting the stuff that I actually don't need because I already have them. And the uh, most people think that the more publicity they have, no matter if it's YouTube or whatever, it's better. It is if you have followership on like Patreon, Kickstarter, stuff like that, because people expect you to do that. I don't have that much Patreons. I have like two. And one was my friend and another guy is one of my testers. <laughs> and I keep up to date with my Patreon. Like because just just because why not? Like, you know, just put some stuff in, show them the only new cool stuff, and that's about it. Like I, I'm not going like full on blown out, like uh doing devlogs every day, uh, uh spamming my Twitter like crazy. And the one thing I've been doing like for a while was just getting all the, you know, like screenshot Saturday and stuff like that, where people show their game and stuff like that. I, I just stopped it, not because it's not good or anything like that. I just stopped it so I can just stash a lot of them. And then afterwards, I can just post as much as I want. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think most developers don't realize they have to cut some losses before know they do anything else i think it's like difficult for anyone to really decide like what's worth their time where it's again what's worth my effort uh we talked about this also last night where it's Mm -hmm. like uh most developers and and i would say indie developers specifically don't (coughs) value enough why marketing is important you know there's so much that goes into it that they're just like Meh. Uh, not important i'll just like put my game out and i'll just see what happens you know that kind of thing mm. and then they wonder why they don't get publicity they don't they wonder why they don't just get like recognized in it and, and even like here, some some people that were like angry about it, they're like, "What? Well, how come so and so gets people out of realms deep and I don't, or whatever?" And it's like, "Well, you didn't put yourself out there." It's like it's like dating. It's like uh, you know, you're not going to yeah. meet a girl if you don't go outside and, and see <laughs> girls. Yeah, she's not uh, just going to knock on your door. Yeah, well, I mean, even even if you're like and. and I have my own personal reservation. I've been married for long enough to like not give a shit. I've, I've literally never used 
Tinder or anything like that. I'm not saying that as like a judgment call on people who do or whatever. I'm just <laughs> like that. I've never used any of that. Yeah, yeah. I, I got married before that was popular. And, and when people talk about that kind of stuff, I'm like, what? That's how, that's how you're finding girls. Like, okay. <laughs> like you don't just like walk up and talk to girls. <laughs> really? I mean, I mean, that's really how I feel. And, and I, I'm not, again, not diminishing. That's what people do, but like, I don't know. I don't personally have in my repertoire another way to talk to women other than just like walk up and talk to them. Like, Hey, what's up? No, no, I understand that. Yeah. <laughs> like, <clears throat> it's, 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 it's so fucking weird to me that people just like, swipe left on pictures or whatever but the same thing applies to games the same thing is like how do you expect someone to want to play your game if you don't show it to them hey Mm -hmm. what's up this is my game enjoy it metal neon is the uh the ultimate uh talking about waffle iron studios like you you can set your watch to metal neon talking about Waffle Iron Studios and and Project Absentia and Scoot Hard DX and all that kind of stuff was like, all right, Metal Neon just showed up in voice chat. Ninety seconds until we talk about Scoot Hard, promise, <laughs> or less, or less. Like, but no, he, he he's hustling. Yeah, he's hustling. <clears throat> I don't blame that. I don't blame. That. I, I think like there's a right way to hustle and a wrong way to hustle. Like, you know. Like, just like anything in life, like, you know, there's a wrong way to do it and a good way to do it. And I think, like, I mean, this kind of way is very direct, very like, you know, like if you don't expect it, you'll be like, okay, I'll listen. You know, it's like somebody knocking on your door trying to sell you something. Normally, you're just going to close the door if you're used to it. If you're not, you're probably going to listen to them like for two minutes and then realize, oh, yeah, I'm just going to close the door. And university is what they teach us. Taught, fuck you. Uh, taught us. So, uh, is because we had to pitch our game to a company. Like, and I realized that, hmm? yeah, and university, and university. Yeah. So, with my friends, like, we had to pitch it. Like, and we started pitching it, and we talked, and we played it, and so on and so on. And we, uh, what was it? There was like a tactic where you have like about 30 seconds to explain how what, what your game is. Like 30 seconds. Imagine in that 30 seconds you have to explain what your game is. Like and normally let's say if somebody says what is Call of Duty, like you know, most people say, Oh, first person shooter, etc. It's a war uh, what was it? Uh war simulation. That's about it. A war simulation experience. That that's the whole words you need to say. Like and you have to like have some kind of thing like that. It's gonna be like Oh yeah, so it is an action-packed first-person shooter. Like that's about it. You know, you don't, you don't really, really go further to it. But that's normally like when you pitch stuff, <clears throat> like to publishers, so on and so on. But normally, I would say it's a good because normally the span of time of a person is really small. Like when they're gonna listen to you afterwards, they're just gonna start not sleeping, but they're not gonna listen to you. They're just gonna start like thinking about something else. You have about five seconds probably to get somebody's attention like instantly 
and hook him. And then afterwards, you have the other 30 seconds to finish anything you have to say. Like, we practice the fuck out of that. Like, saying, phone, capture the flag, game, so on and so on. Bastions, uh, we have some kind of, like, uh, stuff like, oh, bash, stun, and so on and so on to your victory. Like, some kind of catchphrase, you know, they're going to remember. Also, we named our game, so, like, they will remember it, <laughs> for sure. Uh, uh, but yeah, there's a lot of those kind of things that you have to look into. And I realize it now when I'm in university, you know, not a year or two before I was in university, like before I was in university when I was making my game. I was just like anyone else, like, you know, thinking, oh, yeah, you, you just, just make a game, you know. You don't really need to think about the pitching and the stuff like that, but it's important because when you make a Steam page, that's a pitch. Like it or not, that's a pitch. Like, for everyone else, for everyone that's buying it, it's a pitch. So you have to be careful about that too. But, but yeah, I, I see why a lot of people are like, oh yeah, I'm just an indie or I just finished computer science, I'm going to go make a game and then and then not fail miserably, but just they're not going to get the outcome they want. <clears throat> I agree. It's uh, it's very difficult for most people to like really understand that you have a limited amount of time in front of an audience, whatever that is. And that could be talking to them in person, like a shark tank kind of situation, which is what you're talking about where you're like, Hey, you know, I'm making a game and it's a first person shooter and it has X elements. And you have 30 minutes, 30 seconds to explain that. Um, the average human attention span really I'm saying this as a podcaster who does like three hour podcasts sometimes, Mm. you know, is, is only so far. And when you have something that's like, um, Hey, uh, this is a tweet and it's 140 characters and you, and I have the off chance that you happen to see this in your feed of like 400 people that you follow or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the same thing. It better stand out. It better not be just, you know, like it's, it's as simple as like, not just text. Don't just like text what you're saying. Put a picture in there that stands out amongst all the other pictures that they're going to scroll through. If you can, Make a video that's going to, and not just any video, a video that's like, oh, that's, and I mean like seven seconds, you know, like something short, A, that will upload in time and B, that will be like (laughs) captivating enough that they're like, oh shit, that looks cool. And so many people struggle with that. It's, it's very difficult. It's very difficult, not only for the, you know, the audience, but for the marketer to say like, this is something that will actually get their attention. And when I say the marketer, I don't just mean like someone who's a professional marketer like myself, mm-hmm. uh, but someone who's a, uh, and when I say I'm a professional marketer, I mean like semi-pro. I'm, I'm, I'm like you know, B-league basketball <laughs> at that. But, you know, when you're trying to get someone's attention, you really have to like do something that will captivate that little tiny segment of a moment that you occupy occupy in their mind, it it has to it has to be 
so outstanding that they're not going to click on the next thing or scroll up or down or whatever it is on whatever website they're on. It's insane. Mm-hmm. It's so difficult to explain to someone who like doesn't give a fuck about it because there's so many people who just like, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm going to say it's, it, it's like, I understand why, because you know, like, if you're an indie dev, you're like, oh, I learned programming. Or like, let's say if you haven't gone to uni yet, I've learned programming, I've learned modeling, I've learned animation, I've learned like everything, right? And then you're like, oh, well, now you're going to have to learn marketing. And I'm like, oh my God, you know? And I, for me, it's like, yes, I'm going to learn even more because, you know, that thing goes on my CV still <laughs> at the end of the day. But those people are like, oh, just another thing to learn, you know? They get really sad and upset about it. I'm like, just suck it up, do it. Like you, you made this project. Why are you gonna like uh, sabotage your own project? Like almost like your child. Like you're just gonna sabotage your own child just because you don't want to learn one fucking thing. Like just don't do it because that shows like that doesn't show any kind of character. And your skills have taken you like a place where your character is not capable of you know comprehending right now because yes you have programming like you have com- uh, programming skills you have every every skill you need besides like marketing and then that means your skills have taken you a place where your character has to show and, you know well when you reach that point that means you will change your character like you know as yourself and actually evolve a little bit more or you're just gonna give up and then you know crash everything you've done for four years let's say example and it, it's yeah, go on. I was just gonna say it's like very difficult to make people understand that once they get to that point, they have evolved. It's it's you're not just a programmer, you're not just an artist, you're not just a game designer anymore. Now you have to sell what you've made. That's what entrepreneurship is. You know, it's it's not as simple as like, hey, I'm uh I'm so and so and I made a game. It's mm-hmm. it's like if you to bring back the Shark Tank thing, you've got to go in front of a group of investors, and and investors could just be customers. We'll even simplify it to that. You've got to be able to tell them like, my product is worth buying because of these reasons. And if your product, I mean, I, I've had multiple people on the show who are marketers who really broke this down for me. Um. I'm making a retro FPS. Cool. So are everyone else who's, (laughs) you know, so is like a a squintillion other people since dust came out. Great. Who gives a fuck? Fuck you. I don't care. And I'm, I'm saying that is me. I care about that, but like, really what makes it stand out? Tell me what makes it different in your case. Like you came at me like right off the get go. You're like, yeah, it's a retro FPS and it's influenced by Serious Sam and Doom and it has some story elements that I think you'll really be interested in. And I'm like, that's th- that's enough. That's all it really takes to just be like, to make me ask why. Cuz <laughs> this what you really want is what you want the person to respond. I'm like, okay. That's different. There's not a lot of people make. There's a lot of people making retro FPSs, but they're all like Quake, Doom, whatever. 
When you say serious Sam, what do you mean? Well, you run backwards a lot. Why? <laughs> well, because the enemies are coming in swarms. Are they? Yeah, they definitely <laughs> are. Yeah, and, and, and it's like, okay, so what's the story here? Why are they doing that? And you're like, well, it's this whole like angels and demons thing. Angels and demons? Tell me more. And you're just, and, and then you hooked me. You got me. Uh, now I'm now I'm in. But it wasn't as simple as you just tell me it's a boomer shooter. Because oh, I, yeah. there's a million boomer shooters. <laughs> well, when like I mean, this kind of thing comes when I was little. Like when I was little, I used to like go to like a candy shop, and they yeah. give you like a little jelly bean, like uh, not jelly bean, but like jelly bears package, right? And it's like a little. Um, it's made out of paper, right? And you, you eat your jelly beans, and I look at the package, and I say, oh, that looks like a great package. So I grab one of my old toys, I put it in, I seal it, like, with some glue, and then I sell it for, uh, let, let's say, a dollar. Like, And I say, it's a mystery, a mystery toy, you know? And literally, like, so many kids bought into it. Like, when I was, that's when I was little, and I was in my village, like, and it just... You know, some kind of hook. There should be some kind of hook to your game, to your, to your, kind uh, of say, to whatever you're selling. It should have some kind of hook that will make the player, uh, the person, be like, hmm, you know, that's interesting. But, um, but yeah, most people are like, oh, this is a uh, retro shooter, or this is just a shooter, and they're not coming prepared. Like that's one thing. Like I've one thing university like taught me is document plan and do less because you can do like you can do more time like working and stuff like that but if you haven't planned for it and you haven't prepared for it you're just going to be doing mindless shit so you're going to go from whatever you're doing here you're going to go to somewhere else entirely where you're not supposed to be everything by order like everything by order do everything by relic when i did that my game time like not only my game time but my uh the way my game is structured start taking a turn because right now my first level is like 30 minutes, right? My second level is like 40. Then my other levels are like 10. Why? Because I saw that like, if I did that, if I did like every level, like 40 minutes, there's no way I'm going to finish this game. Like in at least a year more. I was like, okay, so we need to cut down the time. And I was like, okay, well, our hook was anyways for the bosses. Like we have really uh we have like a lot of bosses like every level has a boss like at least one <clears throat> so like okay how do we how do we manage it like okay so we have like arena whatever whatever some kind of choke point where you battle demons and then boss <clears throat> and then i start from that structure every level and then every level looked cooler and better and the more i worked on them but again pen and paper like i think a lot of people don't think about that and i I talked like to the people like on Realms Deep this year, like just chatting with them, and then most of them are like, "Oh, I just realized that you know pen and paper exists." Basically, I'm like, "Yeah, like I know, <laughs> you know, I realized that like a while ago." But the thing is, that's because my uni taught me. So most people that say, "Oh, you can be an indie dev without going to university," like yes, but you're gonna miss a lot, like on a lot of stuff, and you're not gonna be ready for what is coming because in the university. They teach, uh, they taught you like how to actually do like uh, a lot of those kind of stuff. Like 
before you start even making a game, you sit down and then you write a design document, everything. Like you want this many levels, you want this much, this, 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 and that. Afterwards, you think about how much time it will take to do all this kind of stuff. And you're like, mm, I don't have that much time, cut down stuff. Um, let's say if something happens, if you're sick or whatever, and you don't have that much time, what can you cut off afterwards? What's your safe cooking, et cetera, et cetera. What's the gameplay loop? And so on and so on. But I think a lot of people underestimate this kind of power that the design documentation does to you. Like right now, like in my group projects, when we did our design document, it was like a Bible for us. Like you look at it, you're, if you're lost and you're like, what do I do today? You look at it and you're like, okay, this is my job. You take it to your trailer or whatever, you know, your uh, task manager stuff. And you start doing it. It's probably a fucking a truck, but okay. So, and yeah, like uh, most people underestimate like this kind of stuff. I don't know why. Like, and when you tell them, like, oh, if my project is too small, I don't need a design document. Uh, yes, but the thing is, it builds practice. It builds principles. When you have principles, like, because doing a game will drain you out of willpower, no matter what. And when you don't have willpower and you don't have any motivation, you're dead. Like, and the only thing before you're dead is your principles and, you know, and everything you've done until then and build some kind of system for yourself. Because when my willpower and motivation dies, I have the design document just laying there. I'm like, yep, yep, yep. I've done this, this, and this, and this, and that. I have this, and this, and this, to the, that. Like, and one of our teachers, like, said, okay, you need... You need like a Trello, like where you basically check mark stuff like, oh, you know, I have this task and I check mark it. Not because of anything else, not because you cannot do it on paper, not because you can not do it anywhere else, but because in the end of the day, nobody's going to pat you on your back. Like and say, good job, you know, good job. You finished this task. Nobody's going to do that. Even if you're working in a team, even if you're working anywhere else, I do it because I think that's how I motivate my team. But when... You know, that, that's for another project. That's not for Limitless Singer. But when I'm working on this project and I'm totally fucking alone, there's nobody to do that. So you have to think about those kind of stuff. I find that hard to relate to. Again, uh, I think I mentioned this when we were chatting offline, but I uh, I don't need a lot of outside validation to motivate me right like i'm very self-driven mm. and I, I think there are certain other people in the game development community who are the same they're like you know uh i'm just gonna do this just just fucking cuz and not because like look i make a podcast about games and if people didn't subscribe listen comment or whatever i would probably be really demotivated but they have and so i guess that might that might be my version of of the trello page to some extent because if i didn't see a growth but it's not just like a numerical growth it's like if if uh if fred didn't message me to say like hey you want to do realms deep that kind of shit so i don't want to i don't want to write the throw the baby out with the bathwater and say like i'm writing that off that's a big part of it. But like I would 
I would easily just do what I'm doing because I feel it's important to do mm. to me kind of thing. No, no, I, I agree totally. Uh, I would say just for game development, it's important not because anything else, even if you throw out the motivation out, it's just to, again, to keep track of your progress, like to know what you did, nothing else, like really like, and again, the design document is there just so you don't like, you don't overscope. That's the whole problem. People overscope shit. So you I'm don't not, want them. Yeah. I'm, I'm not throwing that out. I'm not oh, saying. No, no, no. I know, I know. I, I'm just I'm saying basically. Saying my version of that is probably like YouTube and Captivate, not mm. uh, a Trello document. But like, I agree with you. I, I'm agree. I, I am agreeing with you. Having some sort of milestone that says like, I accomplished that task is important for sure. Yeah. Also, just not to forget, it happens. Yeah. I've, I've forgotten so many stuff, like, and then I was like, okay, no, like, I'm done. Like, I'm gonna do like this and this amount of stuff, like, today. And I know what I'm gonna do because I've put it in my list of work in progress. So, but, but yeah, I can understand what you're saying. Like, you're motivated by this. Like, for me, like, personally, if I were talking about motivation, I'm motivated by not being better. Like, uh, like then somebody like not, not a com like even a company. Like if I go like, Oh, I'm not better than, you know, Bethesda. And I'm like, you know, that's unachievable goal. That's like, you know, 500 people plus at least, you know, against me. But when you set your standard that high, you try your best. And that means you're breaking new grounds. You're breaking new levels of what you're, what you're capable of. Yes. Sometimes it's self-destructive. But you should, you know, you should know your limits sometimes. Yeah, I would say you should always, you know, be limitless. <laughs> you should always try to be limitless, at least. <clears throat> I got I to say, like, to you specifically, that you are single-handedly the person who made me reconsider what I was doing and say, I should be making games. Uh, I remember, like, like it was yesterday, Realms Deep 2020, we mm. were watching it together because it was all pre-recorded. All my stuff was pre-recorded. It won't be that way this year, but I'm after it was over. I saw all the games and I was so inspired to like do something. Mm. I have to do something, and you like broke it down for me. Like, no, this is the market. This is what is a accomplishable for an indie dev. Like, this is what you'll make this much money just off of putting it on steam period, you know, that, that kind of shit. And it really turned, it, it set my brain a, a turn in, you know, to like use the prospector term, a turn in. And that's what got me to really put myself out there, you know, because mm. I always thought of myself as like, I'm not, I'm not special. I'm not, I'm not anything other than a, a game designer. I'm not even a game designer. I'm a, I'm a podcaster. I can't do all of these tasks, but what am I good at? Well, I'm good at networking. I'm good at bringing people together. I'm good at knowing who's good at what. And so in the keeps games that will be shown off at realms deep are part of partially, not even partially. Like I could really just solely point to you to say like, you were the one who made me understand 
I can do this. This is possible. This is a realistic goal that in the can accomplish. And uh, I can't thank you enough for that, man. <laughs> I got to thank you enough for, you know, just you being you and keep doing what you're doing. Because, you know, if you haven't, you wouldn't be here. And I wouldn't be here. I'll be somewhere else. So. But again, you know. Oh, shit. We talked about that last night, like the, the series of events that leads up to. Well, yeah, like, of course, like, it, so, some, like if something happens, of course, it's going to have some kind of effect, negative, positive, it doesn't matter, but it will have some kind of effect. And, uh, but yeah, like uh, I was going to say, yeah, like, don't think about that. I don't think like, oh, you're nothing or something like that. And I think that that should apply for everyone, like listening to this is, if you want something uh, hard enough to fight for it and, you know, go day and night without it, like, you're just going to keep on doing that. Like, you're just going to keep on striving for that. Like, if you cannot sleep because of it, like, you're just going to be like, oh, like, you know, I just wake up and start doing this. Like, that means you want this. And not only that, but don't think just because you're limited or you haven't, you haven't uh, learned something, it's too late to learn. Because... Like, uh, I have done so much shit, like, probably before I became a game developer. I was a YouTuber. Like, I was a rapper. I was uh, trying to be a musician. Like, uh, I tried uh, just hustling, like, and so on and so on. Like, it, it just a couple of, like, not a couple, a lot of stuff. Like, you go through them. Like, to be honest, like, if I explain my whole life, like most people say, oh, you you ghetto, and suddenly you become normal. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> I, I'm just me. Like, and I I choose what to be. Like, if if I if I didn't have something, like my grandpa says, because like I uh, I live with a divorced family, right? Like my family is divorced, and uh, and I was with my grandpa, you know, and he was teaching me stuff, and I, I was really dying like i was dying in my fucking skin at that point because it was like 8 p.m and so on and so on and i was just dying in my skin at that point and he's like okay so he just gave me this motivation speaks he said i know your family is divorced i know you this and this and this and that you know but if you didn't have something in life make it yeah. make it and, and, and that's the only thing that drives me until today not for games for everything in life you want to do something and you won't have it just because you didn't have it before, fucking make it. And that's it. That's the whole fucking thing. If you have the willpower, or not the willpower, but you have the intention to make it, and that dream becomes a target, and you set it as a target, it's not only a dream anymore, then you're going to pursue it. No matter how far it is, no matter how big it is, you're just going to do it. Like, for me, like, let's say my dream game is an MMORPG. That's the hardest genre ever. And everyone will fail. Like uh, they say, everyone is gonna fail, and that's true. But the thing is, most people go straight for it. They go straight for their dream, and they fail. You have to realize that to achieve your dream, you're gonna do a lot of stuff you don't want, or you're gonna have to do a lot of stuff that um, that will teach you. Yeah, that will teach you how to do that thing, and 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 it's everything like that. I started simple. This game was supposed to be a deathmatch game, multiplayer. I was like, no, like let's go single player. Then I started designing it and so on and so on. And now we're here, you know, after those kind of, kind of years. I have even footage where the fucking game was just cubes, like with just like <laughs> a pistol made of cubes. And that's it. Like, 
you know, it's you start from somewhere and you hustle your way, uh, way to here. I've like, I don't suggest you do this, like whoever listening. I've missed so much out of my school, like just because uh, like the school is corrupt as fuck. So like, I wouldn't get a better grade even if I, you know, did, uh, did something with a teacher, you know, no, no, nothing will happen. No, my grade won't go up. So I was like, okay, well, if my grade won't go up and they won't kick me out of school for not attending it, invest, invest your time, invest your time. Like when, when you know that you have this time and you're just wasting it, invest it somewhere else. What I did is basically I started learning programming and then I, I got hard stuck. And then one guy was like, oh, I'm going to help you. He's from some kind of company, game company. He's like, I'm going to help you learn C-sharp. And then from him, seven weeks, like he was from New Zealand, seven weeks, I didn't sleep normally because he was from New Zealand. And I, this is Bulgaria. So I didn't sleep normally. And I learned everything. Like, And I remember it until today. And that's why I can teach like people like this kind of thing. And it takes a lot of drive and motivation. And not only that, but principles and some kind of promise to yourself that you're going to do this. And most people don't have it. I'm not sure why. Like, maybe, maybe it's just they don't have enough of the not motivation, but uh, just life hasn't pushed them that far. For me, it was like, okay, well, if I don't do this, I won't do anything in life. Like, I agree 100%. And it's very difficult to explain that to someone who doesn't understand it because they, they're just not there. Uh, I'm a big believer in determinism and in terms of like, I don't believe in free will. I don't think that we have the choice to like, just wake up one day and be like, Oh, I believe in this. Not to say that you don't believe that, that I don't believe that. We have the, like, I'm making the choice today to make a good decision and do the right thing or whatever. I really do think that people are kind of defined by their circumstances they're a part of. And so if you, if I talk to someone who like has all the tools, you're like, you are an excellent level designer or you are an excellent musician. And, and, and these are specific examples based on people that actually know you have all the tools to be really good at this, except the drive, except for the one fucking piece. And and that piece is you really, really want it to the point where you're willing to do anything to make it happen. There are so many people who are talented, but lack ambition. You know, and everyone knows someone like this. This is the classic, like, Oh, he's a stoner and he doesn't, or whatever. Like, it doesn't matter what it is. Mm. Yeah. And like, they just don't have that X factor that makes it <coughs> all come together. Uh, coming from the wrestling world, there are so many people I could point to who are like excellent, like, I mean, like the best wrestlers in the world. Like, they're so good. They're, they understand how to do the moves. They understand how to tell the story. They don't know how to talk or they don't know how to like market themselves or play the game to just like move up in the company enough to like be the star that they want to be. And without all the pieces, you can't be a 10 out of 10. 
you, you know? And then, and then there are people who are like Hulk Hogan who lack completely. He like, he's a terrible, terrible wrestler. He's a fuck all like, fuck you. You suck wrestler to be honest. Like <laughs> doesn't know more than five moves or whatever. Like he can't tell a story, but he's so ambitious on the microphone that he markets himself so well and has the backing of a company so much that he ascends to stardom simply based on charisma. And, mm. and I'm saying to people who lack, like, who are like, well, he doesn't deserve that. I'm like, well, no, stop for a second. You have all the skills, all the talent, all the things that you see in him or someone like him. And this can apply to game, game design as well. All the things that you see that they lack are true. You just need to be better than them at the one thing that they're good at. The one thing that they're better than you at, you need to figure out how to do that. And then you'll be on the top. But most people aren't. Most people are just afraid to like take that next step and to just really commit to it. They think they deserve something based on their talent. Like, no, you don't deserve anything. You deserve nothing unless you work for it. And if the, if that's the one little factor that is keeping you from being what you want to be, do that or try to do that. You know, ethically, don't don't be a sellout. Don't be a fucking punk about it. Mm-hmm. Try. Like, and, and for me, dude, I can't even talk. I can't talk shit at all. I've just done exactly what I want to do for two years. And I've, I've just, I, I'm, success is falling into my lap. And I'm so excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like I, I am excited too. Like it, it shows like, how do you say, when I started doing all this and when I like I said, oh, a company started like taking interest in me and so on and so on, you know, to my family and so on and so on. Like, and not, now like I come back to Bulgaria after like two years of being in England mm-hmm. and I see like one of a uh, really smart man said. Did you like, even spot a dick while you were in England? Uh, no. <laughs> I see you as a guy who likes spotted dick. That's all. Spotted dick. Mm. No. How's your I just get drunk and it's good. It's, like, it's not that bad. I'm just saving it for like some friends that are going to come here. Because like I said, I have a whole house for myself. <clears throat> I am not um, off, but I just really want to know how is the whiskey? Whiskey is really good. It's Glen Grand. There is, yeah, 10 years, 10 years. Um, and as a word from the Whiskey Bible, you know, it's very good. So, like, I, I got it because I, I was going to be like, oh, I'm going to fly like in an hour. I'm going around the shops and they said, okay, everything is duty free. Basically, it's normal prices. But there's some exquisite alcohol there. So basically, they're not taxing you for getting the alcohol in the airport, right? And I was like, oh, man. And I went to the whiskey expert. I'm like, okay, so, <laughs> you know, I want this and this and that. He's like, okay, look, uh, are you a beginner? I said, yeah, sure. You know, and he said, okay, this this one is smoked. You probably won't like it because it's really strong. This one, this one I saw, like the Glen Grand. I, I never saw this, like, saw this kind of whiskey. It's like, okay, this one. Like give me, and it's 
still really good. Like it's a scotch whiskey and it's uh, some kind of blend. I forgot about it, but yeah, it, it's really good for me <laughs> at least. And I started liking whiskey more and more when I was in England, just because of the variety. Like while well, here in Bulgaria, you probably won't just get alcohol poisoning from fake whiskey. <laughs> No, I'm not joking. Like there's, there's, like, there's one called Black Ram. You probably will die because I, I, like, I think there was like a couple of poisonings. Like, I mean, there were kids because some people are buying it from you know the corner shop, so they don't really think about their you know age and stuff like that. It, it, it's stupid, <laughs> but I'm, anyways, I'm from the heartland of whiskey, man. Like, I'm, I'm from the southeast of the United States. Like Jack Daniels and and Knob Creek and and Woodford mm. and all you know, like all the the good like, ones. Yeah, you know, bur- bourbon is the drink of the time where I'm from. Mm. Like, so, like, I'm not saying I'm a connoisseur. I'm really not, but like, I know what good whiskey tastes like because mm. I just I grew up in the heartland of whiskey. Um, but it's hard. To uh, for me, man, whiskey tastes too good. It's like it's too good. I can't drink mm. it. It's a very rare and like once in a while kind of thing. I'm like, because when I when I sip it, that Irish comes out in me. I'm like, oh shit, this is heaven. <laughs> and and I have to like, you know, kind of like, hey, you know, Ty, don't do that. <laughs> that's that's not good for you. Uh but yeah, it's it's I, I get where you're coming from. It's like when yeah. you're faced with this like giant selection of something that's like oh, this is so incredible. It's hard, hard yeah. to turn down. Well yeah, I was uh like because I arrived at the camp though and one of my friends was gonna meet me and he's gonna we're gonna be together like for a week in the capital. And because he lives there. And I was like, okay, like before I go to my family, why not meet him like for a while? Uh, I was like, okay, why not bring some, you know, some actual drink, you know, some English drink, because I can just uh, come from fucking England, like after two years of not meeting him, and just have like nothing on me. It's like, it's not like the law, but Bulgarians are like that. Like, if I if I go to you right now, I'm probably gonna export legally or legal uh, or legally doesn't matter. I'm gonna export some rakia like to you, just because you know I have to bring some kind of piece of Bulgaria to you. And and yeah, like that—that's the whole whole thing. Yeah, gift giving is a big part. I, I don't think that's exclusive to Bulgarian culture. I think gift giving is. Like- oh yeah, no, no, gift giving is a big part. I'm just saying that basically. Yeah, yeah, like we're really open up. Like at least when I went in England, they're really, really, I'm gonna say, closed up. They don't really want to talk. They like their peace. They like their bubble, and and suddenly, like somebody with my voice. <laughs> goes in the room <laughs> and they're like saying, are you screaming? I'm like, not, I'm not screaming. I'm talking normally. I'm like I'm talking normally. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> and then I got used to like just being a little bit lower J- just for them, especially just for English people. You now just being a little bit lower. And my girlfriend's like, how do you have so many friends? And I said, I don't know. I just talk to people. Right? <laughs> what are you talking? <laughs> like, I'm just talking to people. Uh, but what I was going to say, oh yeah. So, like for games or not for games, but just in general in life, like when you, like when you change yourself, the whole thing is, uh, when I came back to Bulgaria and I've changed myself so much and I realized like, you know, health wise, so on and so on, you know, uh, just progressing through life. It it shows that if you change yourself, 
you're going to change your family or your circumstances around you. You don't, the circumstances should not change you. You know, that's what I mean. Like you should adapt to them, but they should not change you. You should change everything around you. And I think that's the way to think it, because if you're adapting to everything or just trying to, you know, the, the circumstances are changing you, that means, that means you're not going to evolve. You're not going to move forward. You're not going to progress. You're just going between the slides, not nothing else. And uh, there was this saying, like, I tried, I tried to change the world and I failed. I tried to change my country and I failed. I tried to change my town and I failed. I tried to change my family and I failed. Then after 50 years, I realized when I changed myself, I changed my family and my family changed the town and the town changed the country and the country changed the world. And it, it's a very Jordan Peterson way of looking at it. I, I don't know if you even know who he is. Yeah, I know Jordan is. Like, and I'm, I'm, I'm not praising him. Like he's like the greatest scholar in the world, but yeah, it's, it's kind of his whole gimmick is this whole, like, you know, before you go trying to change your state, clean your bedroom, that kind of thing. And yeah, um, start small. And I agree. I agree with that sentiment. If nothing else, it's, it's like, uh, if I, if I think I'm going to just like walk around giving advice to other people about what they ought to do with their life, I better have my life in check. I better be very confident that like, you know, if I'm going to give a relationship, if you went to a counselor, you know, Mm -hmm. a, uh, you know, a, a relationship counselor and, and they're telling you like what you ought to do with your marriage or with your, you know, girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever. Meanwhile, they're going through a divorce. It just doesn't look good. And that's uh, that's what we see with politicians all the time. Is like, well, he's telling me what I should do. You know, he's spouting all these morals about, you know, what we should, how we should treat the world, and how we should interact with everything. And then yet he's like closeted gay, and can't just admit to himself who he is, just be who he is. Mm-hmm. How am I going to trust that person? To just be honest. Why would I take advice from someone who isn't? real it's one thing that i take it really like i take pride in the fact that you know if nothing else i've been honest with the in the keep crowd like hey yo i like to drink (laughs) (laughs) and i like video games and if you're not down with that fuck you you know suck it and anybody who's not down with uh, those two things and i'm not saying they have to like to drink or i'm not even saying they have to like video games they're not down with the fact that like that's who i am Probably not going to get along with me. So we weed them out early. Mm. (laughs) If they can't get, if they can't understand those two things about me as a person, they're probably not going to like what I have to say about anything else. And, and if they can, if, if someone can just like accept those things, you know, just upfront accept. All right. Well, those are the two fatal flaws of, of Ty. (laughs) And, And then say like, but I look past that and I really like what he says about video games even better. You know, that that's fine. Perfectly fine to me. No. Yeah. Like people should respect other people, like what they are or what they choose to be. Um, but in normal cases or not normal cases, but in most cases, not only family, but like just people around you won't like 
they, they need time. That's the thing. Like when you change yourself instantly or when you change something uh, about yourself, they need time to adapt about it. And they're going to be really protective over that. And but if you keep exposing, like uh, exposing yourself and your new self to them, they're going to slowly grow. Like because people are adaptive, even like it or not, people will adapt. Right? Uh, and and I, I think that's the thing uh, people should look forward. And not only that, but in games, let's say people should actually try to change themselves. And when they or change or like add stuff, they should slowly add it to their arsenal. So they themselves adapt to the new stuff. Actually, little by little, not not you know big chunk bites, because it won't happen. I mean, I can I can point to a, spe- a specific example of something like that, where it's like uh, I grew up in the southeast United States, and the culture is like food, right? Everybody eats, cool. Mm. You go to church on Sunday, and it's like there's a smorgasbord. It's like everybody's like trying to impress somebody else with like, look what I fucking cooked. <laughs> and, and I remember having this argument with my family. Thank you. If you're all listening right now, but it's like, uh, man, you're so skinny. You're so skinny. Why are you, why don't you eat more or whatever? And I'm like, well, I'm not trying to be rude, but like, uh, I've changed this about myself. I don't want to eat so much that I'm fucking fat. <laughs> I don't want to be morbidly obese. And I, and I say that respectfully. I love my family, but like most of them are very big people, you know, big, mm. big, big fucking people. And, and they're like, you in, in the, there's so much pressure. Like, well, we made you this you better eat it or whatever. And I'm like, well, I know that, but like, I don't need more food today. I'm, I'm fine. Like I've had enough to eat and, and I'm happy with my body the way that it is. And they're like, well, you're scrawny. (laughs) Well, I'm, I'm not like I'm normal sized and you're really fat. Like it's a problem. You should probably like, I'm not trying to like lecture you on what you should eat, but like maybe, maybe like don't have the the macaroni and cheese. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, I can get it. <laughs> but it's the same thing. It's like you have to slowly kind of introduce that to someone because their first reaction is to it's it's the same as marketing. People act on emotion, not on logic. And yep. it's not it's not a hateful thing towards any human being because all people really interact the same way. You know, I didn't make the decision to become a podcaster about the games that I'm covering because it was the logical choice. Obviously, it wasn't. It would be much bigger. It's like I made it on on an emotional investment. Like I really care about this kind of thing. And so for them, it's like I really care about the fact that I made you this dish that I really want you to eat. And I'm like, I really want to eat it. It looks good. I just had enough to eat. <laughs> like <laughs> what do you want me to do? I can't can't I can't just shovel all this fucking food down and then hate myself tomorrow. And and the same thing applies to games. I don't expect you to put more in your arsenal than what you can understand I don't, or or comprehend or like ingest really. I just I just want people to like find people like you who are like really resonate with them 
you know? When they hear you speak, they're like, damn, Void Ink is like making exactly the fucking dish that I want to eat right now. <laughs> you know? Like, limitless hunger makes me hungry. And you know what? I'm hungry right now. So I'm going to go download that game and I'm going to fucking play it. That's what I want from people. Not to like overindulge. Not to eat more than they want. You know? Don't play every game. Seriously, don't. Like, (laughs) don't (laughs) neglect your fucking wife and your child because you spend all day playing video games. Play the games that are so good sounding that you can't possibly not play them. I can agree. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, Sorry, now- I didn't mean to go on a whole fucking. <laughs> no, no, no. It, I, I liked it, but but yeah, like I I can totally agree with everything you said. Nowadays, I would say people consume too much. Uh, you know, and not only they consume too much, but they consume uh, stuff like they don't, don't want. Food? Yeah, you, know, like, you like how I made consumption about food because your game's called Limitless Hunger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Free corner. Yeah. Uh, oh, shows good at. <laughs> but but yeah, like people consume media and not only media, but let's say about games, like games in general, they consume what's trending. It may not be good, but if enough people a lot not like it, but they think they like it, then you think you like it too, and I'm like, no. Oh. That's not that's not not how it should work. I think everybody should have their own personality, you know. And I know normally you will not have a totally original personality. You will adapt, not adapt, but you'll still get some from somewhere, etc. You're gonna uh, you're gonna get something from your grandpa or whatever, like and so on and so on. But nowadays, you know, people are so indulgent the social media that they start getting all old all the hate, all the things like that, they start being like a mob. And it, it's kind of sad because that means big markets, like big companies can dominate markets easily. Like, and the little guys, like the indie little, little indies that, again, some of them don't even market. <laughs> and the ones that market may not have the host, enough hustle to outperform the big companies that actually put out money. But... But yeah, like I, I would say, yeah, like think about what you consume and think about how much you're going to consume. And think about what you're putting out there. Like is, is what I'm putting out there worth someone wasting their time on? And and I say waste, not in in a negative sense. So like, is, is what I'm making worth someone else's time? Yeah, that, that, that's that's true. Like and most people say, if I played this game, would I have fun? And most game developers say yes because it's their game; they're overprotective. But if I put them, you know, if I put them, uh, it's not the developer. If there was somebody else, like they would say no. Uh, you know, like this is not worth my time. And that means you have to go to the drawing board again and again. And normally, yes, you can. <laughs> You can overdo that too, but again, there's always the fine line, and that that's that's why games are paid so much to make, or not only that, but uh, they get so much money, right? is because uh, it's so much stuff connected together 
barely connected together. Like, because if you're an ND, you won't know everything. You won't uh, be specialized in everything. So you're connecting everything together, trying to make sense of it. And then you, you know, if you succeed, you you get actually, you know, you get success. But I think you always should think more about, you know, how to make your game fun, you know, enjoyable game, gameplay loops, all and so on. Uh, but most importantly is like, you have to uh, hold something dear to you basically about this game. It has to be like, uh, I'm going to say, let's say games for me were a safe haven. Like my life wasn't that good. So let's say games really helped me cope with it. And I see me making those kind of games help other people, you know, basically uh, comprehend their life, try to like have a, a little bit of fun time, so something that actually helps them, you know. And that's why I'm not blowing the fucking price. Like, you know, I'm not thinking about like a big ass price. I'm not thinking about the money. I'm thinking about, oh, I'm going to put this out. Yeah, I'm going to get it on my CV and so on, and so on like with the pluses. But one guy will definitely play this game, even if it's a, Rush, a Russian bot. Like he will play this game and he will have, you know, he'll get some steam cards or whatever, but he will have fun because he gets them. You know? So for him, it's going to be profitable. He's going to enjoy himself. So any kind of dopamine is going to be uh, gone from the game is worth my time. <clears throat> it's, it's difficult to make people understand where you're coming from and it's equally on the other side of the conversation, difficult to express what you're trying to say. Like, because uh, games are art, you know, and games are self-expression on the on the part of the, the artists themselves, the people who are making it. And that could be a collective thing or it could be a solo thing, in your case. Mm-hmm. Mostly a solo thing. Um, trying to express yourself to another group of people is is an opening of your soul really it's like hey look at look at me look what i'm going through look at what i'm talking about uh how do you how do you represent that how do you make someone else think that what you have to say is worth talking about or worth worth spending their time on Mm. that's so difficult it's so hard to like really make them understand it because they can't possibly unless they choose because of how good your marketing is to uh, decide that it's, it's like, okay, you know, that's, I'm going to spend my $15 or whatever on, on steam or on, on itch or on GOG or whatever to say, I care about what you have to say enough to take. They're taking a risk. Every single person who buys a game, even if they play the demo or whatever, they're taking a risk. They're they're like, they're saying that this is worth my investment to try to experience what you're trying to sell to me. What you're trying to tell me is a communication problem. Mm. It's like, you know, and you have to be really good at communication in order to get that across to anyone. They're they're saying, I resonate so much with what you had to say and the the limited media that told me that I should buy this game. 
that I agree with it and I am willing to put my money on the line, you know, and money in this case, meaning for most people, hard work and, 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 or, or, my, or my parents' hard work or whatever. Yeah, somebody. You know, I'm, I'm putting my time and investment into what you have to offer because it seems based on the marketing I've seen to resonate with who I am as a person. Mm. That is insane. That is so many hoops to jump through for anybody, not just for you, not just for anybody who's playing games, but like for whatever product it has to be, if that's a car, if it's a jewelry piece, if it's a fucking aftershave, who gives a shit? Whatever product it is, they've got to feel so strongly after seeing your advertisement that they really want to put their whatever you're asking for. You know that could be a little bit or a lot. It's got to feel that much that that important to them. They're mm. willing to like exchange that value in order to potentially experience something that they feel will be good for them. How can you possibly, and, and you're, you're, you're the fucking expert because you went to college like a little bitch, <laughs> and, you know, uh, how do you, how do you convey that to a person? How do you make them understand it? How do you make them understand them? Make them understand the, like what you feel in the game, whatever. Well, that, that's why I'm going to backtrack like to what we talked offline is basically, you know, like people self insert in their game, like it or not, like they self insert really hard, really hard because it's part of them a little bit because you're doing this for four years. It's going to be part of you, you know, and the game, and you're going to put so much your own reference into it. So how do you convey, like, you know, how do you, put out the whole feeling, you know, of your life, etc. Most people tell their story of their life and their games, you know, even if it's just a shooter. Like for me, my shooter tells part of my life, you know, it's not. I know it does. Uh, yeah, it, it does, like, really a lot. But again, it's, uh, it's that kind of thing, that kind of marketing, you know, putting it out. And like you said, people think with their feelings first, not with their logic. And that's how we are built because our feelings are actually our instincts. So when you put out like in the market kind of way, it has to be, you know, dramatic. It has to, it has to convey some kind of maybe sorrow, maybe excitement, et cetera, et cetera. But, uh, it has to be a little bit more part of you. If, if it's some corporate fuck doing it, like, you know, you, you can tell when somebody's just doing it, like, you know, so somebody that doesn't have any kind of feelings towards this game, uh, doesn't really care how it's processed. He just grabs the videos, beats them in fucking Sony Vegas or whatever, like Adobe, and then puts it out. You can really tell because of the way they do it and, you know, what they show also. Uh, because there is, like, a whole template, you know, of, how like to how to make a trailer, how to make this or that or that, and to con I would say to convey as a game developer like as an indie like because you know I'm not a company I cannot tell you like how to do that I'm a company by law but I'm alone <laughs> so uh, alone like the only way I think you should convey this like or should convey your feelings and whatever is 
through showing them through gameplay. Like the gameplay should show like, how you're feeling about it. Because you're putting if you're putting yourself in the game, basically, as a person, that means you're putting feelings into the game. You're putting the gameplay loop is based on your feelings. And it will show. It will be hyper-aggressive or hyper-normal or it's going to be really sad and so on and so on. And it's, I'm going to say, it will show. It will show. It doesn't, you don't you don't need anyone. Like it's if it's made from emotion, it will convey emotion. Like like it or not. So it it's kind of you do you, but you have to a little bit more expose yourself towards the world. You can't just make a game and say, Oh, this is my feeling in the game and not not promote it at all. Like that, that's the whole thing. Because when you're promoting, you're not promoting just your game. You're promoting your feelings, your everything. So you, a little bit more, like you have to show yourself. And that's why many people probably don't like doing that because it's basically admitting that they're weak, that they, uh, uh, that they have feelings, that so on and so on, you know. And that, that's why most people don't want to do it because that shows somebody else that uh, you're not strong in this and this kind of position and that's why most people are really careful when they do trailers when they do uh when they when they post something on social media because they don't want to put too much that somebody can use it but the thing is i would say if you're worried about that if you're worried that you know you're going to put too much and you know you're going to show too much or you're going to show too much of yourself then I would say just do it anyways, because then you're going to grow as a person. You actually stop giving a fuck. And when you actually stop giving a fuck, people, uh, I'm going to say, people that actually are your enemies will fear that because they're like, okay, well, we cannot affect them in any kind of way. What now? (laughs) Once you've shown who you are, once you've shown all your cards. It's like a self-diss track, yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's like, Oh shit! What what am I? Once you said like, um, I'm vulnerable, and I mean it, and I'm not ashamed of it. What are they gonna attack you about? It's like it's like coming out. Let's say you're gay, right? You're like I'm gay. What are they gonna attack you about now? What are they gonna say? Like, oh, you like to suck dicks. (laughs) Yeah, I just said that. (laughs) Come up with something better. You know, like once you're once you're free, you're free. Once you said what you like or how you feel or whatever, it's like, yeah. I remember uh, really distinctly. There was a guy in my high school named Lamar who was a gay guy, and he just came out and was like, "I'm I'm gay, cool." And then, uh, you know, people were like, "You know, oh, you're a fucking whatever," and and. You know, like you, you suck dicks, and he's like, "Yeah, I do, and I like it." <laughs> and that's not what you're. Di- and they're just like, "What are you gonna do about it?" Like, like <laughs> you can't shame him. You can't shame him anymore. He's invulnerable. It's like it's not something he's hiding anymore. He's yeah. just a strong motherfucker. He's like, "I like, I like sucking dicks, and I like when <laughs> other dudes suck my dicks." And, and fuck you if you don't like it, and and it, so you can't. Once he's said it, once he and once he's come out about it, you can't make him feel bad about it anymore. 
it's not shameful because he like he's I like it. It's good. <laughs> like uh and the same thing applies to anything. And not just that, but like if you're like, this is the game I'm putting out. This is the reason I'm putting it out. Because I feel strongly about these values, these things that like really apply to me as a person. No one can fault you for it or make you feel bad about it anymore because you're honest about it. Honesty is everything. Honesty, like just being yourself is everything. And that's what you said, you know, to some extent at least. No, I didn't mean to compare a little song to sucking dicks, but like, <laughs> you know, uh, same thing. Really? Uh, who, who's going to judge you for making the game that you want to make the way you want to make it? If you just tell them up front, this is what I want to make. Like, I uh, I want to make a game that's about you know, it's it's serious Sam, it's it's Doom, it's it's running away from enemies, it's blasting them in the fucking ass, it's uh, it's got heaven and hell features, it's it's very, uh, in your case, very very much like we can we can revisit this a little bit later, but like philosophical, you know, and maybe that that comes from a deeper place. It's not just simply biblical, but like it has a moral standpoint that perhaps comes from a place that is like not usually talked about in a, in a quote normal uh, public sense. Once you've said that, once you've like just gone out and like, this is what I fucking think. Who's going to tell you otherwise? What are they going to do? What can they do other than just be like, I don't like the way you think. Cool. <laughs> Don't buy my fucking game. Suck it. I love you, but like, yeah, it, it is like that. You cannot uh, stumble over every egg while making an omelet. <laughs> All right. So, like, I guess the next topic that is really pressing against me is like, because uh, we talked about so much so far, but. With Limitless Hunger, this game has so much to say philosophically that you're not letting on to. It's it's not just a game about like you know, it's not just a serious Sam clone, it's not just a Doom clone, it's not just a first person shooter. You're actively trying to tell a story, though you don't let on to it too much. And this is it, it involves angels and demons and Cerberus and like just diving into the depths of everything. Why is that so important to you? What, Why is it what so important you? to me? It's it's all just uh how I'm gonna say I would say that really shows like how I think about life or like how I think about life, but how uh people should go through like literal hell and then realize that you know even if they go through hell and back and forth. Uh and then afterwards, they see the light, but not all, like, there is no light. Like, the only light is what you make, you know. Not a, nothing is, I'm going to say, at least for me, I would say, nothing is going to fit with you. You fit with everything, and you change it. And that's the whole story I'm conveying, but, like, through all the... Um, through all the sins and stuff like that that's in the game and with demons, uh, it shows like that some of those stuff, 
like are actually true. Like, sure, the Bible talks about them and stuff like that, but like you can see them, like because in the game itself, it's uh, it's shown those sins are shown like in how they're modern, like their modern way of those sins. Because before it was, let's say, you know, lust, which is whatever. Well, now it's like you know, lust in back in the days, basically just sleeping with a lot of women, uh, or like with a lot of men, whatever or cheating and stuff like that. But nowadays it's, you know, that and porn addiction, let's say, you know, porn addiction is a big thing, I would say. And I've realized that like a while ago, I was like, okay, I know what to tell. I know what to show now, you know, in my game. And I was like, and I got over it, you know, I got over porn addiction because it was really like, it was really like actually damaging my, myself and my relationship it, it just awful. And I had friends go through that and I saw how self-destructive that is. I'm like, no, you know, this, this has to stop or, you know, and, and this is just one example. There's many of them, you know, there's many of things, but, uh, this is just one prime example. It just shows that it's more than, you know, just the game. The game is built upon, uh, my feelings, my, uh, understanding of the world and so on and so on. And I think when you take something so surreal, so real, and then you put it in the game, people will understand that because, you know, again, it, could, it conveys those kind of feelings. And it's in that kind of way that, you know, you're just going through that. No, your game really does a good job of like confronting people with what their sins are, whether that be violence or, you know, with uh, less city. Was part yeah. of it, or with hunger, like I mean, like limitless hunger speaks so many volumes because it hunger, the word itself in English at least, um, lends itself to so many different things. You know, it could be your hunger for violence. It could be your hunger for lust. It could be your hunger for greed. It could be or for money in, in that regard so many different things about our, you know, Western culture that it, it just hits right on the head and confronts the player with, um, you know, right off the bat, you, your game confronts you with like a burger stand. <laughs> you know? And it's like, do I, uh, do I take this? Do I have to indulge? And you have to, and it's like I have to indulge in this. Um, what does it give me? What is my benefit from this hamburger? And it's <laughs> like, uh, well, you get to go really fast. All right. Well, I do. And what is the benefit? And it's certainly beneficial for a short portion, but it's a it's a limited, not limitless. Hmm thing that you have to like use to your benefit and and that's not to diminish our our worldly values or, or things that we want but like does it really benefit you in the long run and <clears throat> and your game does such a good job of just making you confront that is is it important or not is this ammo important or not is this anything <clears throat> being dead important or not? It, can I just get past it? Can I just run past it? 
Uh, but yeah, like the thing is, feelings are very important in life, and you know, not only that, but I, I'm gonna say, understood that many people's many people allow their feelings to take control over them, and then you know, you, we are emotional, but you have to discipline your emotions, not because you know it's uh you know you should you should not party or stuff no no not that's what i mean you should discipline them you should know when to say no to them just because they're your emotions they're your instincts they're the first thing you feel so you have to know how to make a safeguard for them because in you know in caveman world we would be okay because those feelings are made for that but we're not in caveman world and that's why we have so many problems in our lives and we go through so many stuff in our lives because of the way our emotions work and not only that but some feelings can be used as fuel for you like you can fuel your desires your emotions your perspectives like let's say wrath is probably the like you know you're angry you're you know you feel uh, anger you and it's pure pure anger there's nothing behind it there's no you know uh, i want to kill somebody or i'm just angry at something no you just feel anger you feel like mostly for me like in my life i was when i fell down when i when i really know that i i cannot do this or like it's really hard for me to do this and uh understanding how many people depend on it and stuff like that it just you know you're sad. Most people get sad and that's it. You know, they cry themselves to sleep and that's it. Next day, you know, they do the same thing. Well, for me, I just get angry. Like I get really fucking angry about it. And I, and then like just motivation just peaks like a lot, like motivation, willpower, anything, and just peaks and you start doing harder and more and more. It's like a second wind almost, you can say. It's like, and I understood that basically you can use your anger and your emotions to your own benefit like that and but there's some emotions you should you know you should know how to discipline them uh, because this kind of thing that i'm doing can be self-destructive and i've seen people being self-destructive over it but yeah do you think that you're religious no no my grandpa is literally like was a communist he's dead but he was a communist like the whole story is that he basically stole the bell of the church in this village. Yeah. Wow. You know, that, that was the funniest thing I've like heard. Like, am I just stealing the bell? <laughs> because back in the day, not, not a lot of people were communist yet. So they wanted to convey a message. So they stole the bell. <laughs> and normally I, I don't, I don't think I'm religious because, um, I just grew up in that kind of way. Like, you know, Praying to God didn't help, like, you know, praying or whatever, just praying to anything didn't help. So why bother? You know, like, you know, you're just wasting your time at this point. Just go do your own thing. Like, and I've read one, like, like the 21 rules of Mayamoto. It's like a Japanese swordsman, like a dualist or something. And he, he's, he was a Buddhist. And one of his like rules is, um, believe in Buddha. But don't uh, don't ask for help. Basically, so you can be religious. You can like you know believe in God and so on and so on. But don't ask for help from it because you won't receive. No, that's about it. 
And I, I think that really conveys. So like, I'm not religious, nor I believe in God, but, but people that are, I respect them because they're holding to something, you know? And if they don't, you know, just think that, oh, you know, God will give them everything and God will explain everything. Well, then that's, you know, that's their own thing. Like if they fail or whatever, that's all their own fault. But yeah, like the, the, that's my whole you know, argument about, not even argument, like just statement about religion. It's crazy because like your game is so deeply embedded in the Christian zeitgeist, right? Like it's so structured upon what, what they believe in that it's, it's hard to believe that you don't find it's okay. If you don't like believe in God or Jesus or whatever the fuck, but like your game really dives deep on what their values are. And, and that's what I'm getting at is it has nothing to do with whether or not you believe like literally in, in their, in their deity or in their belief system or whatever. It's just simply, is there wisdom to, to be found within what they have to say? And, and limitless hunger, it's just like so obvious that you draw some influence from that, that it's hard to believe that you don't have any uh, respect for where they come from. And I, I know you're not saying that you don't, obviously you said you did, but what a strong message to convey without any um, proprietary belief in where it comes from. Yes. I don't, believe in it but like it's i'm gonna say i think religion was structured upon morals not only morals but a a, a specific rule set for life right. and i don't i don't see yeah I, I i see religion as a rule set i don't see it as actually a god you know deity and so on i see it as a rule set and of course if you just say oh this is the rules you know you're not allowed to rape like, you know, in caveman world, wh why would they believe that? Why would they say, oh, yeah, like, you know, yeah, sure. You know, you know un unless you have something to back up with it, like, a, you know, if you can kill them or whatever, they won't believe in that. But uh, uh, until then, they said, oh, well, there's some God up in the heaven or whatever that's watching over you. And if you fuck up, you know, he's going to fuck you up, you know, I, basically. I, and they... I, I don't think going? that it's about whether or not God disagrees. I think it's about whether or not it has negative consequences in your life. So like if you go around. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's a rule set. It's literally a rule set. And God is there just to be that invisible guy that you have fear of like, and respect, fear, respect, basically, uh, which I, I, I totally understand. Uh but yeah, like that, that that's that's what I think about religion. It's just a rule set which shows like uh you know how you can behave and so on and so on. And I think games, like at least for my game, uh it does that because everybody knows the Bible, everybody knows about Christianity, like not everyone, but like a lot of you know, a lot of majority know about that. They know about you know the sins, they know about uh you know, so on and so on. And the message is easily conveyed through that. It doesn't, you don't need to think about it. You don't need to process it and, uh, you know, read a paragraph of text or some kind of, um, what are they, those called? 
store not, not they're not even story games you just click through the fucking thing where you just talk uh, talk to the characters and stuff like that and you get some kind of messages and you have to read like those anime games whatever like like that that's really boring that's not showing you know the emotions like well one thing that i really like liked and i probably like have gotten inspiration from is the way far cry 3 like showed emo like the emotions of the character how he changed how he became this monster because he killed so many people and so on and so on and you know and it just shows you know the that the character has changed you know and like it or not you have changed too because you've done this you know you are the character that or not and i think many games do that too and should take a note from that like to show how the character changed or, or to show the emotions around them changing making the uh, player feel those kind of stuff because you can't just have room to room that just you know you kill stuff and then you move on then you kill that and then you move on and so on and so on you have to can like even if it's just one line from a boss that it's so cryptic you st- it's still better than nothing i agree like it's a it's it's a determining factor. You have to like kind of decide for yourself. You have to like make a. And Far Cry is a really good example because it's like uh, you're faced with the situation where you're inevitably going to end up facing your you know quote your sins. And lots of games have done that. You know, Betrayal at Crondor does that. Um, a, a great example, like a modern example, would be Undertale, where it's like, do do you really feel good about killing all the people that you killed upon the way? Because it actually mattered in the outcome of the game. You know, you could have done it differently. You could have played the whole game and not killed anyone. It's not the obvious way to play the game, but it's an option to mm. be a pacifist and to be like pure, quote unquote. But the the way that you're meant to play the game is to just like experience it, play it, do it, do what you would do naturally, and then be faced with the consequences of your actions. <laughs> And that's what's so cool about Undertale specifically is that no one, unless they're like attempting to, probably knowing what's going on beforehand, understanding what's uh, what what's lying for them at the end, no one makes it through perfect. Almost no one. If you're mm. that kind of person, like, and I'm not saying if it's even the right way to live life all the way, you know, it's easier in Undertale than it is in real life. But to not harm other people is a uh, very, it's a very difficult thing to do. And in that game perfectly illustrates how difficult it is to lead the life of someone who is just like, I'm not going to hurt anyone. Um, mm. 
that's not what limitless hunger is about. Obviously, it's <laughs> at all. It's about uh, taking matters into your own hands and and doing what you have to do in order to prevail. And I think it's a, probably a more realistic point of view on life because you can't really just be a pacifist. Some people think you can, and I just. You you could be a pacifist to a certain up to a certain extent, but you can't really just say I'll mm. never step in, I'll never I'll never help, I'll never uh, be part of what's going on with other people. That's that's part of what Underheal does wrong, and in my opinion, is that it doesn't take into account. It's never a defense of another human being, and that's mm. what makes it very difficult. Would I do this in my own name? Meh. Who gives a shit? Would I do this in the name <laughs> of uh, another person who I care deeply about? Totally different thing. The Witcher 3 really plays with that. You know, like, make decisions based on what other people might think of you. But I think both games pose an important question in terms of, like, what is moralism? What is, what is being a good person? It's up to you, the player. And that's that's what makes a good game to me. Yeah. Like I can I can tell. Well yeah, like I can totally agree with that. Games are conveyed by emotion and you know questioning the player's emotions is crucial, I would say. And that's something I don't see quite often nowadays even because it's basically, oh yeah, we're just have Star Wars, let's say, some Star Wars game. You know, there's no there's not emotion anymore. They're just profit. And yeah, and that's what I mean. Like emotion will cause emotion. And yeah, but if you're seeking profit, you will not cause any kind of emotion. You probably will cause anger uh, <laughs> at best. <laughs> and that's still an emotion, but that's not good. <laughs> Dude, it's been really great talking to you. It's been great catching up with you. Like you, you are such an important part of uh, what this podcast ended up being, and will conti- probably continue to be for at least <laughs> as long as I'm around. <laughs> What's up, in the keeples? I hope that you enjoyed that wonderful conversation with Throvko. He's always super fun for me to talk to and someone that I try to keep in touch with all the time. But hey, Realms Deep season is upon us. We are, we are only weeks away. I am working my hands to the bone over here and I'm loving every second of it. Kind of. But no, it's going to be fucking epic. Definitely make sure you tune in. The officially announced dates are August the 13th through the 15th. August 13 through 15. Make sure you tune in. I will be there and it will be fucking epic. I promise. So many cool games, so many awesome things. If you're out there listening and you're like, how do I support In the Keep? All you gotta do is head over to inthekeep.com forward slash support. All of our stuff's on there, our Patreon page is there, and I'm gonna take a moment now to say thank you to all of the wonderful people who decide to give to us for some odd reason. <laughs> so, Shannon, Ben, Bridge, Anthony, Mike, Zan, Lord Revan, Fred, Brandy, Jack, Robert, Graceless Dragon, Red Eyes, Brad, Dots, Moose, Paul, the whole Flam Fam, 
and of course to our awesome musicians you know who always give us music to play the grok salmon and Immorpher. now the music that you're hearing this week is actually from the original soundtrack to limitless hunger so enjoy it i love you the drowned god Kathala loves you and until next time stay in the heat <laughs>